All right, y'all, this is not the episode that I had planned for today because as many of you know, if you are frequent listeners of the show, usually on the first episode of every month, I do a meal plan, the month with me episode, but I'm actually going to push that to Monday's episode and insert one that I felt just was timely with it being the first. This is the day that my daughter was born. Her birthday is actually January 1st, but I recently shared how I've started doing something with um, each of my kids. I have three kids and it gained a lot of just interest and attention and a lot of feedback from you guys on social media when I shared it and seeing how I hadn't shared it on the podcast, I thought it might just be helpful to share it here as well because piggybacking a little bit on the Valentine's episodes and episode 100 specifically where I shared how we do these little love notes on my kids' doors during the days and weeks leading up to Valentine's, that was one of the episodes that I heard probably the most feedback from you all about. And again, it's not the tactical practical of feeding and meal planning and meal prep and picky eating and constipation or supplement needs or whatever your nutritional needs for your family might be. Obviously, that is much of why I'm here and much of my mission with Veggies and Virtue as a community and as a company, but also in running this podcast. But as a mom, a woman of faith, a friend, an empath personality type, and someone who just feels deeply led to encourage others, especially in their motherhood journey. This is some of the stuff that also doesn't really fire me up necessarily the same way that the nutrition and feeding side does, but it's just what grounds me and what gives me so much purpose and so much sweetness. And it really is when I talk about wanting to be here for the mealtimes, the messes, and the moments, and the ministry of motherhood, this is the stuff that I feel like really gives that just some range beyond just the feeding stuff. So if you're here for the feeding tips and tricks, go listen to another episode today. This is going to be more just a mom tip from me to you because it came to me from a friend and she got it out of a motherhood book. And so I just want to share it with you all because I think it deserves a place on the podcast and because it's something that I'm doing in my own family with my oldest daughter today. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. One of my dearest friends, she's been one of my best friends since our junior high days, and thankfully she and I now get to, you know, be friends in this journey of motherhood. And she's a fellow mom of three, so shout out to Laura if you're listening to this. You know I love you, and I always love the opportunity to just have those bonds with friends your whole life and then in this season of motherhood. But thankfully, unlike myself, Laura is an avid reader and I do love Audible and I do start more books than I finish and I have probably six different nutrition books on one side of my desk and six other mother, motherhood or you know Christian books on 
the side of my nightstand. So I always have many books started physically and audibly, but Laura powers through some books. And she had told me about this idea that she got out of Jessica Smart's book, Memory Making Mom. So if you want to listen to it or read it, that's where this idea comes from. And definitely want to give credit where it's due. But the idea is that you take intentional time to, I'm going to just use the word date. I don't, again, I haven't read the book, so I can't speak to exactly how it's phrased in that book. But the way that Laura explained it to me was that you take time to have intentional time with each of your kids on the monthly day that they were born. So for my kids, that's the first of the month is my oldest, the 20th of the month is my youngest, and the 25th of the month is my middle. And kind of like those, those little love notes I put on the kids' doors, It's just one of those things that I can tell is going to stick. It's going to stick because for me, it's so easy to remember. Like it's just doesn't require a lot of mental energy. And even in all the different things that are swarming through my brain on a constant basis, like you, it's just one less thing I have to remember. And yet one more thing I can be intentional about. And so I love that it's just very cyclical. It's very simple to remember. It's very easy for me. I just have kind of the date circled on my paper planner because it just reminds me this is a date day. And so I just kind of wanted to share with you guys how we've been approaching this so far. We just started it in the new year, so we're still new into it. But I shared it this weekend after I had gone on a day date with my middle child. Her birthday is the 20 or is on January 25th. So we celebrated it, um, just our special time together on February 25th. And my kids are just really taking to it. And I think it's just really sweet. And I think as we go into this upcoming year and just look for opportunities that we can be intentional with our time as moms and yet not necessarily feel the call to do everything and the burden, you know, to do all the things, but to just see what is something that is special and impactful and an opportunity to connect with our kids. And so this is one for my family. So take it or leave it. But if this is something that's helpful to you, I just want to pass it along thinking first and foremost, my friend Laura, because I haven't read this book. I actually think I have it saved on my Audible wish list. But I appreciate that this was a takeaway that she shared with me because it's already really blessed my family and I hope it'll bless your family as well. But also, of course, want to thank Jessica Smart. I don't know her personally at all, but want to thank her for her book, Memory Making Mom, and this tip to get to do this. So just for some reference on how we do it in our family, again, I'm sure you and your family are going to find several ways that this can be really sweet and special for you all to do it. But especially as you add kids, you know, I've had several other people reach out, friends and just members of the Veggies and Virtue community reach out on Instagram after I shared it saying, oh, that's such a good idea, especially as we add kids to our family. Because when it was just my oldest and I, and I was staying home full time with her, we had so much beautiful, sweet bonding time. But obviously that has changed over the years as we've added kids and as our life and our family has grown and as my business has grown and as just demands have grown. And so it can be harder to kind of find that pocketed one-on-one time. And while I would say I feel like it's definitely something top of mind to me and it is something that I try and be intentional about, something my husband and I talk about often is that it can be hard to make sure that we're equally distributing our one-on-one time with each of the kids because naturally there's certain things that I gravitate towards doing that one child may enjoy doing more with me or that one kid's just quite honestly easier to take with me 
or that it just, you know, the car seat situation works out to be, or however it may be, there's just so many factors that can kind of naturally make the quality time fall a certain way. So I love that this is really objective. It's their day. And so when the conversation even comes up for who's going to get to go do the one-on-one time with myself or my husband, you know, on an average Saturday, it's a conversation and it's, you know, we have to discern which child it is and then someone's feelings might get hurt. And, you know, there's just so many things to consider where with this, each child knows that's their day and kind of feels like that space is protected. So I really like that. I feel just a sense of calm in my heart about that, knowing that it's not going to hurt anyone's feelings. No one's going to feel excluded, but it's just kind of that special day to celebrate that child 12 times a year. And I have, you know, I, I'm kind of extra with birthdays and with holidays and with all of those things. I, I just am. I love them all and I like celebrating them all. So I just am kind of extra, but I had to be clear with the kids that this is not 12 mini birthdays. Like this is not a entitlement to need to feel like you get a mini party or that you get a mini celebration or that you get some like grandiose special thing on your day. It is a promise and a commitment that we will take or make time to spend together. And we've talked through a lot of different ideas. Some of the ideas, just in case, you know, you're wondering, you're kind of thinking through how to do this idea for your own home. The way we do it in our house, knowing that each month their birthday is going to fall on a different day. That's another conversation that happens often in our family because my oldest birthday is January 1st. So her birthday is always a holiday. The family is always together the entire day of her birthday. But for my middle daughter and my youngest, my son, their birthdays are often on a school day or on a day where, you know, there's a lot of other demands for our time and attention. And so sometimes that can create some, you know, challenges and conversations just in terms of there's not going to be a standard way that everyone's birthday fall. And so as we talk about each month, their monthly day of the month, we talk about how sometimes it's going to be on a weekday and sometimes it'll be on a weekend and how that shifts the different things that we may have going on. And we've talked about how sometimes it may not be able to happen on that day, but they have our commitment and we get to have the conversation. If for some reason, like for example, this last weekend when it was my daughter's on the 25th, it wasn't going to work on the 25th. It could have, but a few other things came up and everything. So I just told her, hey, I had planned to make time with you on the morning of the 25th. If we do this, you and I will not have time to have our special time. So we'll need to do it on Sunday, which would have been the 26th instead. And so just communicating that to her, but also again, holding that space, helping her understand, you know, this space is held for you, but life also happens. Things are going to happen. Kids will be sick. Conflicts will occur. So it doesn't necessarily have to happen that day. But for me, it's really nice to just know that I'm creating space once a month, which sounds like nothing. Honestly, like as a mom, I'm like once a month, that's just not enough. And of course, there's so many other opportunities. And I think all of that, that's the the life and the overflow and the outpouring of opportunities that we get to do with our kids as it presents itself. But I know for me as a mom of three, it's really nice to just have three set dates that I can put on my calendar just pencil in to do something intentional with each kid on their given day. So with that all to say, um, for the speaking to the weekends versus the weekdays. So what we're doing right now is 
the girls decided that if it was on a weekday, they would like for me to come meet them and have lunch with them. I normally come lunch, come and have lunch with them at least once a month anyways at elementary school. And so they want me to come have lunch with them on that day. And I'd agreed that I will bring them lunch. So sometimes I will like bring them lunch from home or something like a hot lunch from home. But I told them like, I will pick you up a lunch and we'll, I'll come and have a lunch date with you at school on that day. But with my son, it could also be that we just play a game or that he and I go for a bike ride, just the two of us, or that we build Legos together or that maybe we make a magnetile, you know, creation or something, just something that's really intentional time where I'm saying this is special time for me to spend with this child. With my middle daughter, what we did over the weekend, again, it was a much busier weekend than you know, I maybe would have hoped for if I was in my head thinking, oh, I'm going to make special time with Brooke this weekend. I would have thought I needed this big chunk of time where we could just spend one-on-one time together. And sometimes that does look like going to the park or, you know, doing something like she loves roller skating, going to a roller skating rink or something, something like that would be really fun. And when we have the time and capacity, that would be great. But this last weekend, she and I didn't. And so for her, I told her some of the tasks that I needed to get done and I invited her to come with me and I said, we can make special time as we do it. And so she did. She came grocery shopping with me and this is what I shared on my Instagram stories, which everyone responded to when I was sharing this idea is because we had an entire cart of groceries, but I let her do the entire cart at self-checkout because the child loves scanning groceries, loves it. But when I have all three kids and we have places to go and people to see and there's people in line and this is a whole process to, you know, check out an entire cart full of groceries, it's not normally something I can say yes to. But I knew it was something that was special to her and I knew it was something when I took the intentional time and space to do with her that I could practice that patience and I could foster that opportunity to help teach her and show her and go slow and at a pace that was just really sweet to spend with her instead of kind of like the general rush of we're at the grocery store, we need to get going. I'm not looking to every time make this some like sweet opportunity for connection. Of course, I love grocery shopping with my kids in general and that in my ideal world, of course, I would love for it to be this lovely, slow learning experience each and every time. But even as a dietitian mom, that's just not realistic. And so that was just something fun she and I did. And then afterwards, we went next door from the grocery store and went and got some new bath towels at TJ Maxx because the bathroom renovation's just wrapping up. And then we went next door to the TJ Maxx and got a scoop of ice cream that we then took to my son's t-ball game. So we only had a little pocket of time to do together and we needed to do life in that time. I couldn't just stop some of the responsibilities of the things that I needed to take care of. But I could take that intentional time with her. And because she knew it was her day and time, I think it made it that much more special for her. So this is something I plan to just continue to practice as the year goes on. As I mentioned, um, at the airing of this episode, I'll be having lunch with my daughter today. And we'll continue to just kind of see how it goes with each child each month. But I'm really enjoying the time to have with each of them. I'm enjoying that I have some freedom from the mom guilt that I'm no matter what I'm doing, I'm never doing enough. I'm never spending enough quality one-on-one time with them. You know, there's all sorts of numbers and data and suggestions out there of how many minutes to spend with each kid each day. And 
it can just feel like one more thing sometimes. And I hate to even admit that, but I do want that quality bonding time with my kids each day. And I am seeking that and, you know, trying to continue to grow in that to make sure that I'm as open and available for that as possible. But I do think that there's something beyond the qualitative analysis that we can do as moms to kind of evaluate those opportunities. I think there's something that's just really freeing about the quantitative metric of having one day each month that we know I'm going to make a pocket of time. And maybe that's a 15 minutes of really intentional snuggling and just reading a book together. Maybe it's an hour of grocery shopping and saying yes to the self-checkout. Maybe it's just, yes, I will create space in my schedule to come have lunch with you at your school on the day of your birth. I think it's just a sweet way to get to honor our kids. It's a really tender way to just make intentional time for them. And it's something that's been really special to our family. So I hope that this can encourage you to maybe approach this in whatever way feels conducive for your family. And again, just want to shout out to Jessica Smart for the suggestion out of her memory making mom book. I'm sure she did a much better job explaining all of this than I did here. Again, I haven't even read it. This is just coming off of the lead that I got from my girlfriend, Laura. And so, so thankful that she shared it with me. And I hope that this will bless you and your family as you take it to heart and consider how to begin using this touch point for connection in your family. So because this idea came to me through my friend, I want to encourage you to go ahead and share this episode with a friend who also might be encouraged to have this idea and begin implementing it in their own life. Obviously, you can go to Memory Making Mom as their original source for this sweet idea, but I also want to ask you to consider sharing this episode with a friend who you think might enjoy it as well. 